Hi, this is Brent Hilming. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. We're going to be covering the topic of developing a dynamic worship ministry, and I plan to cover this in three separate sections. So be sure to stay tuned for the other two installments of developing a dynamic worship ministry. So let's jump into it now. This is the topic of developing a dynamic worship ministry. And, you know, I get, um, I get asked questions about how you put together a worship team, how it functions well, because, you know, it's, it's not an easy task being in a place that you oversee um, a group of volunteers or you're overseeing something that every week has to produce um, a presentation of music of worship. And it's not just any type of performance or presentation. It's the leading of God's people in worship, which has a certain importance and obviously value in itself. But man, how do you keep all the different pieces of what's needed together? And particularly as each of us as individuals have our own gift mix and our strengths and our weaknesses in, in how we lead and how we put organize and how we can, you know, just how we put things together. And Man, it, these are questions that need to be answered. How do we develop this dynamic ministry so that it's healthy and thriving? And, you know, I've tried to kind of whittle it down. There are so many components to it. We could spend, oh man, just so much time trying to, you know, talk about each one. And, and, and each component deserves, you know, time and space in and of itself. But I've, I've kind of come, put it down into three specific core components that I think need to be focused on. And many of these other um, of the aspects of, a, of the ministry that need to take place kind of fit underneath these three headings. So um, I broke them down into three, musical, the social, and the spiritual. So the musical, obviously dealing with the specific skill set of, um, of our talents and our giftings in music. You know, and this, by the way, these principles could be transferred over if you are doing a drama ministry or if it includes drama or any other part of the arts, um, you know, the uh, sound reinforcement, you know, all of that. Um, these principles are the same. There's this specific skill set. In this case, I'm talking about the musical. There's the social and there's the spiritual dynamic. So there's three core components to developing really any type of ministry, but we're going to focus on the worship ministry. And for this section of this of this talk, we're just going to focus on the musical uh, skill set. And but I also need to say that these three core components they need to function together um, without excluding the other. So, and I kind of I like to visualize things, and so one of the ways I visualize this is. Um, I kind of got the idea from the Olympic rings. And if you've seen the Olympic rings, um, you know, the old classic ones, there's three rings on top and two rings on the bottom, and they all kind of intersect. And so if you take these three core components as um, view each of them as a ring, so the musical is a ring, is a circle, social is a circle, spiritual is a circle. They each kind of, um, I kind of put them, group them together, two on top, one on the bottom, but where they all intersect each other. Um, so there's a place where all three circles intersect each other together. And then there's other places where each circle intersects the circle next to it or the circle below it. I don't know if you can visualize that. I know it's hard on a talk like this to be able to visualize, but there's these interlapping circles that I see. And so each ministry is independent of its of each other, but yet they're they're connected. 
and they, they work interchangeably together or in, in conjunction together with each other. And what we're really after is that center place where each of them all intersect together and there's this real sweet spot right in the middle. And when all three of these components are functioning well and things are going well, that's when we have a really healthy and a real dynamic ministry. Um, another visualization for this concept would be um, a bicycle tire. Um, if you've ever ridden a bicycle, you know that um, the rim is connected to the hub by spokes. And the spokes have a certain amount of tension on them. And when one spoke begins to go out of, out of tension, the wheel over time, if that spoke is not tightened up and given some care, um, it'll begin to make the wheel wobble. In fact, it'll begin to throw the tension off on the other spokes and the other sp then the wheel begins to wobble even worse. And pretty soon your wheel is what they call out of true. And you need to take the work then um, to be able to true the wheel, which means tighten the spokes, give attention to the very things that, are, um, that need to be um, touched and, and tightened to put the wheel back in place. So, you know, and I like the wheel as um, visualization uh, a lot because, you know, the truth is that on a wheel, because there's several spokes, you know, obviously in a bicycle, there's multiple, but if, if one of those spokes goes out of, out of, uh, out of kilter, let's say one of the spokes gets loosened and the wheel can wobble just slightly, that wheel can function for quite a while, even though it's out of true. There might be a little bit of damage you're doing to the rim, perhaps. Um, your bicycle will not function. The wheel will not roll um, as true as it needs to, but it will still function. And, you know, that's that's so true of the things that, that we do. There's um, The reality is that, you know, at times we, we can't always have everything functioning just perfect in our ministry, all you know, these different components, the musical, social, spiritual. Um, and I want you to be encouraged as we talk through this that you don't have to be perfect. Your wheel of the or the worship ministry can still function and still roll, um, even when one of these aspects is slightly out of true. But the other end, as you need to know, is that that'll only happen for a time. Over time, if if there's a, some problems, let's say there's some major social dynamics that are just completely out of whack. Team members are at each other. There's uh, jealousy or strife or. Um, there's actual issues that pop up, um, you know, uh, tensions and interpersonal relationships that are left unchecked. Those things can eventually absolutely ruin the worship ministry and taint it. And it taints it not only musically, because then you're not functioning as well musically together, but it also can taint it from a spiritual aspect. You know, the word talks about how unity is just absolutely vital and important. I mean, in fact, the Lord says that if you bring your, your offering to the altar and you know that there's something you have against your brother, you should leave your, your offering there and go and make it right with your brother, then come back. So, you know, so here's, that's an example of how something that can get off kilter in the social realm, if it's not dealt with appropriately and properly and, and in a, you know, a, a decent amount of time can begin to really taint the entire worship ministry. The wheel becomes untrue. So... Anyway, that's, I think that's a, a, that's a great image of what I'm talking about here. So there's um, each of these things function independently, but yet they're interwoven together. They need to function well without excluding the other um, or getting out of balance. And obviously that's a challenge. So that's the little introduction uh, for just the concept of what I'm after here with these core components. Um, so let's talk about musical for a few minutes here. So the first core concept is the uh, worship team as a musical and performing group. 
Um, you know, I, I've talked about that the core value for this particular component is that, you know, we, we work hard in order to sound good. And it's important. It's uh, probably maybe not the most important out of all of these, but it's, uh, it is important. And, and it's important for several reasons. Um, and I'm going to first make the first kind of heading here called We Make a Presentation. And there's just no way to get around the fact that when we're leading worship, we're actually making a presentation. And I'm using this word a little bit loosely because I think when we think about the word presentation or performance, that we think about that we're doing something to the audience or we're doing something that's separated from an audience or a congregation, you know, um, such as in a, maybe in a, in a drama, you know, they're, they're doing a presentation or performance that's up there and it's away from everything else. Now that's not the dynamic of worship of when we lead worship, um, quite opposite. In fact, we, there's an, there's, there should be, and supposed to be an interaction and a connection and a unity between the worship team and the congregation. But the fact is that we as the worship team, the worship leaders and worship um, worship players, we are together leading. We, we are putting together these musical skills on various instruments together into one presentation of music. And that is unto the Lord and unto creating a pathway for worship. But it is a presentation and that doesn't happen just in and of itself. You know, when, when there's certain high, high quality level of musicians, you know, when they come together, I don't know if you've ever watched this, it's possible for them to sit down and have a certain level of cohesiveness right away just because of all the history and experience and skill level and, and make it happen. So maybe this, uh, th- this thought right here that I'm sharing falls apart a little bit there, but the reality is in our churches that we need to work together to create a presentation and we need to get over the fact and get through this issue of performance because I'm going to use start talking about the issue of excellence. And that just throws, it's a buzzword and it throws people into all sorts of tizzies all the time. Um, and it carries with it definitions and it carries with it history and it carries with it all sorts of experience that it can be negative in a church context. And those things that have, have made the word excellence, performance, presentation, uh, have a negative context. You know, honestly, a lot of those things are quite, they are quite true when there's an issue of performance that focuses on the individual and for self-glory and for self-grandizement as opposed to focusing glory on the Lord and drawing people in to worship and pointing them to God. Yeah, that's a huge problem. And when I talk about performance, that's not what I'm talking about. When I'm talking about having us um, uh, seek excellence and and apply ourselves towards being excellent. I'm not talking about it for that sake and for that reason at all. And so I'm going to encourage you as you're listening to this next little part to really whatever preconceived ideas you have, see if you can just check those for a moment until we're done talking and see if we can grasp this whole concept. But, you know, honestly, just a simple definition of performance is to do something complicated or difficult with skill in public in a view towards serving in ministry. That's how I'm going to use it, okay? So what everything we're doing here in a musical context is untowards serving and ministering to others. And so under this core component of musical, because I understand, I just am coming with understanding that we're, we're, we have to do this 
We have to do this presentation or performance. That's our role in the makeup of the church for, for church service, the congregational gathering for that Sunday is to do this presentation and to do it in such a way with skill and excellence that it enables us as the worship team and as the, the congregation to um, more easily and maybe unobstructedly, ent- if that's a word, <laughs> enter into God's presence and make a way for God to, to interact and work with us as we lift up the praise to Him. It, you know, a pathway of worship there. So, um, so let me, so, um, yeah, let me talk about just the word excellence. So in congregational worship, okay, in, in, the, in congregational sense, excellence, worship has the purpose to focus people's attention on God's wondrous attributes. Um, therefore, okay, therefore, skill and excellence are functional. Get that. They're not just, they're not, they're not about glory, self-glory. They're functional and have more to do with edification and encouragement than with musical standards. That's really important. Did you catch that? Excellence has more to do with edification and encouragement than with musical standards. Now, the rub is that in this component of musicality, musical standard is the thing that we apply our, our hearts of excellence towards, okay? We, you know, obviously we need to play our instruments well. But the key is that because we understand that if we're not playing our instruments well, if we're not cohesive together as a band, if we don't all know where the song's going, if we're not all playing in the same time signature, if we're not all playing the same chords, if, we're, if the harmonies aren't on sync together, if we're out of pitch or out of tune, that does not bring the type of edification and encouragement, it doesn't bring as high of an education encouragement. I mean, many times God works in spite of our, our frailties in that, but it doesn't bring and it doesn't point us towards edification and encouragement, okay? Have you been in a place like that where um, the guitar, let's say the guitar, and let's just strip away a band for a moment. Let's just have a person just playing a guitar. Have you been in a service or a gathering where a person's playing a guitar and the guitar's just horribly out of tune. And I just, I personally can't, it, man, there's a blockage there. There's, there's, a, there's a, a, um, a hurdle to edification encouragement that happens only because there's this dissonance and there's this stuff happening. Now, I might be more attuned to that because, and, and you as well, if you're listening to this, because of, of your, your, your musicality and your musical skill. But, but trust me, That'll, that'll have a problem. That's a problem even in the congregation. Or if the guitar is playing and there's just has a singer with them and the singer's just really flat or either ones are really flat and they're not on tune. Or the guitar player and the piano together are just playing completely different rhythms and different tunes. There's this dissonance that happens and that dissonance can actually become a distraction and it can actually become a hurdle. So we strive for excellence so that we can um, seek to to in a greater way edify and encourage not only not not edify ourselves as much as we're edifying the body by leading by making this presentation of worship that encourages them to be drawn into worship and it's not being hindered by our lack by our lack of um, of preparedness by our lack of of excellence okay so um, being the best that we can be. Um, 
well, we need to be that. Let me say it differently. We need to be the best that we can be in order to serve more effectively. Okay. Now, now that's really important, but now let me bring a reality check into that. Not all of us are professional musicians. Okay. That doesn't exclude you from being able to participate in being on a worship team or being involved in worship, or even it does not necessarily have to hinder us and make this particular spoke in the wheel musicality suffer just because we are an amateur musician or our skill level is only at this point instead of this point. The key is to be excellent at the place that you're at. So if you can only play three or four chords on the guitar, then make sure you can play those three or four chords really, really well. You can switch between the chords really well with that, you know, seamlessly. Work on that and then learn more chords, okay? But if, if, you're, if you're team members, we, only, we can only have a, you know, our piano and we don't have a drummer, we don't have the band, we don't have the big deal. We only have a piano and a guitar player and, and two singers. Great. And, you know, we're not all excellent. I mean, you know, like we're not professional. Great, not a problem. The key is, in that instance, make sure that the guitar player and the piano work together, sync up. So make sure you go over the music and arrange the music so that each of you are playing the right chords together. Sometimes piano and guitar players approach chords very differently, and guitar players will use cheater chords that may not match up with the piano chords. Work it through. Actually do a rehearsal together. Arrange it so that your chords work together. You know, maybe you need to, um, uh, you know, change that chord slightly so it's a simpler form of that chord. That's okay. Make it happen. You know, I know piano players like to uh, play those chords because they have 10 fingers. They can make these incredible chords. <laughs> well, maybe they need to, for the sake at this time, they need to make sure they connect with the, gu- with the guitar player and they only are playing the chord d- differently with one hand or whatever it may be. But the, the goal is that you would strive for the level of excellence that you're able to obtain at that time and make sure that that presentation's well. Then make sure those singers sing, you know, in tune. Find the harmony. I've, I've often had in churches I've worked with where, because I'm not, a, um, I'm, I'm not really rich in my skill sets on orchestrating vocals, okay? Um, but I don't let, I, I, I try not to let that hinder me. And what I do know is when I come together with people um, in groups, if we can't get three-part harmonies or you know, whatever it is, then at least let's make the two-part harmony well and, and really good. So I usually end up encouraging my worship team um, that at the end of the day, I'd rather have a really strong two-part harmony than a really weak or dissonant three-part. So that's, and that's me making decisions on excellence, I want there to be excellence. See how some people might say, well, that's not excellent. You, you, uh, you kind of dumbed it down. You only went with two. Well, that, that, may be, that may be true from that aspect, but what I was doing was I was seeking excellence. I was seeking excellence to make sure that what we did was an encouragement and an edification and not a hindering block. So musical is a really important. So, um, and there's, you know, there's several reasons why, um, there's two actually that that I kind of kind of anchor this on. One is that you know the the nature of God. I think, as I see it, the nature of God and us being in Christ demands quality. I mean, just look around at nature. Look around at God's creation. It's quality. It's quality. He just he just doesn't make junk. And 
he's, he's, you know, enabled us with this, with his heart, with his spirit. And so for me, that encourages me and says, I want, I want to, to make quality. I want to, to do the best I can. And I want it to be in a way that reflects how I'm honoring God. Okay. Harold Best, who's an author and pastor, um, um, wrote in, um, one of his books here is just this quote. I just, it really just pierces me each time. It says, creative vision is more than optical vision or physical hearing or technique. And it rests in the unexplainable mystery of human beings being created in the image of God. Isn't that, isn't that awesome? So creative vision, what we do, it's not just about, you know, our, our optical vision or physical hearing technique. It's not just those things. The core of that, of creativity and of who we are, it rests in that mystery of us being created in the image of God. I think that's awesome. That, that just, it captures that so incredibly well. Um, and he has, he, he mentions elsewhere in, in one of his books that um, the Christian musician, that's you and I, has no right whatsoever to assume anything other than the mind of Christ and the creatorhood in the mind of Christ. Let me pause there. So the Christian musician has no right whatsoever to assume anything other than the mind of Christ. Okay, so this is what I'm saying is as we approach what we do with this gifting that God's given us, these talents of, of creating music that God's given us, we we need to approach it and be have it anchored in the mind of Christ in the creatorhood of God, okay? Because our creativity, as we just said a minute ago here, rests in that unexplainable mystery of being in his image, Okay. And now the creatorhood of God should guide every note composed, arranged, played, and sung. So having this type of mindset that everything that we're doing when we're creating, when we're singing, when we're playing, when we're writing, all that's flowing out of um, the creatorhood of God. Okay, It's flowing from all that's coming from us. You know, Genesis chapter 4, there's this dude named Jubal and God... God, God um, planted the gift of music in him, and he became the father of all that play, the flute and the lyre. Music was birthed. God gave that gift into humanity. Okay? It's the creatorhood of God. He, that, that's part of his imprint on us. Kaboom. Now, just think about that. I just think about all the, the musicians that are in the secular realm that, are, that don't know the Lord, and just you know the responsibility they have with, this, with these gifts that God's given them in music and how they are using it or how they're not using it, and they'll have to answer for it. Because even that gifting is flowing out of the creatorhood of God, um, whether it's being used to bless or whether it's being used to curse. Uh, that's a serious thing, okay? And um, it's saying that this type of mindset is nothing other than good stewardship, back to Harold Best. And the reason is simple. God the Creator has made it clear that function and worth and youth and usefulness and integrity are to be joined in every action. Wow. So that's the heart of pursuing excellence. Because God the Creator has made it clear that function, worth, usefulness, and integrity are to be joined in every action. So there's this heart of pursuing excellence for edification. Okay? Now, a second reason, not just the nature of God demands us to have excellence and quality, but I think our culture demands it as well. And I put this obviously after this, the aspect of, um, of God's nature, because that's what really drives us. But the reality is we're in this culture, we're in this world, the, uh, you know, the post MTV, VH1, Palladia, um, you know, all the music channels, all the, 
all the high quality, you know, DVDs and recordings and I mean, everything, there's just this excellence that's just available to us and the culture gets used to it. And so therefore it's a tool that we can, that we can pursue to win others to Christ, to draw them in, to, to create that bridge. Okay. Now that doesn't mean we have to, we're not competing with MTV. So don't hear, so please don't hear me with that. We, we don't, we don't compete as far as for our value or God's value. God holds up his own value. But we are in a culture that is seeped in that. So if they come in to church and they come into our gatherings, or whether they're non-believers or even believers, and they've been seeped in this all week long of just having a certain level of, of excellence that, that is barraged on them, um, and then they come in the church and we're not pursuing excellence and we're just haphazard and we're just going, oh, this is just all, you know, it's just all for, for Jesus. You know, I don't, I don't really want to put this together. You know, I don't really want to practice. We don't, we don't really practice. Um, you know, if there's, if that's the kind of mentality, mindset we have, we're doing ourselves a disservice. I think there's a dishonoring of the Lord as well in that it's just not going to, it's just not going to connect. But if they come in and even again, if it's just two guitar players or it's just a guitar player and a vocal, if they just do what they do well, even if they're simple chords and they're just simple, a simple melody and a simple harmony, that, that'll still connect. It'll still connect. So I, I hope you're hearing me on this excellence, but, but it's just the truth. There's just a truth that um, excellence is, is required of us. It's, it's, it should be flowing out of us. It should be something that's driven by us and it shouldn't scare us. Oh my, no, I have to be excellent and, and have us focus on our skills and on the technicality. Instead, it should, we should rest in the confidence that, that the creatorhood of God and resting in that is what's going to flow out of us. And if that's the anchor, then we pursue excellence and the musical component is strengthened. So in a practical sense now, so that's just the heart behind it. In a practical sense, what does that mean? Okay, if we're going to develop a dynamic worship ministry and we're focusing at the moment on music, we've talked about the heart, but what does that mean? Well, it means um, that you rehearse. I think that's a first really great practical step. Rehearse the band. Find times, you know, find the time to, to rehearse, to do practices, to, and whether they're in your living room together or whether you have the ability to actually uh, fire up the sound system and rehearse, then rehearse. Get the musicians together. Arrange the music. Spend time arranging the music so that it's done well. Think through when you're putting together your song sets and your songs, think through the intro to the song. How, how are you probably going to get into this intro? How are you maybe going to get out of the song? What do we want to do in the middle of the song? Do we do a guitar solo here or not? Give thought ahead of times. Prepare yourselves. Prepare in rehearsal, in arranging, in prayer time. And that now, see, now that bleeds into the, uh, the, the, the spiritual that we'll talk about later. But prepare yourselves. Make it important. Provide, um, provide the tools that your team needs. Like um, uh, if you're able to and through your CCLI license at your church and various things, make copies, get copies of the music. How about picking your set ahead of time so, and getting that music to the musicians so that they know what song is going to going to be happening so they can be preparing on their own during the week so then you come into rehearsal like for instance in my situation currently we rehearse on a Wednesday night so I try and have the following weeks 
um, if I'm if I'm leading that Sunday, then I'm going to try and have that music out to them at least a few days before that rehearsal, so that they can know what's going on. Um, hopefully, and I encourage some of them to do this, that they would be rehearsing on their own, that they'd be playing through the music. Um, if you're able to have a mechanism to get copies of MP3s to them, or if they can go to a church website or something like that and hear the MP3s, um, you know, or whatever, they can get a general idea of maybe how that song might go if that song's been previously recorded. Uh, or if you're doing the song like that arrangement, that's great, and they can play along. You know, it's just about giving them the tools and resources for them to be successful. Can you plan to help your team be successful? And there's just so many ways to do that that we really don't have time for here to expound on fully. Um, but that's that's the core essence. So when I think about in my worship ministry, why do I want to ask my team members to take some time away from their families to come and for a couple hours on a weeknight or a weekend or whatever your situation is and rehearse? In my mind, I'm thinking not because we have to sound great. It's all about our glory. We don't want to stink it up, you know, or or whatever, or it's driven by a self-edification. Instead, my heart's coming from this this worship ministry, this, this sacred trust of leading worship that God's given us is important, and I want it to be dynamic and fruitful and encouraging and blessing, and a blessing to the Lord and to the congregation. So, music is important, and excellence in music. Whatever level of excellence our place of reality holds okay you know whether it's with again with a full band with really really incredibly talented musicians or whether it's a band where we're learning and we're struggling and we're coming together fine you know arrange it so that a presentation that is clear and and full and strong and appropriate and excellence in that realm works that's my heart that's why i gather to rehearse that's why i go over songs and that's why I get my team resourced ahead of time as best as I'm able and letting them know where I'm going and what's happening. To me, that it's about serving them as best as I can and serving the congregation as fully as I can. So that's musical here. And now we're going to um, switch gears and talk about social. This presentation is part of the teaching and worship ministry of Brent Helming. Additional resources are available at www.brenthelming.com. We'd like to give a special thanks to Mark Griffo for the original music featured on this podcast, and thank you again for tuning in.